calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Rogues of the Black Fury, Episode 3. Rogues of the Black Fury, a novel, written and produced by Travis Heerman. This novel contains violence, adult language, and mature situations. Listener discretion is advised. For more information, please visit travisheerman.com slash rogues. Chapter 3 Janice suppressed a smile. Terrell choked back a blustering fury and spun to face the figure stomping across the room in gleaming hard-heeled boots. The man was like a boulder set in motion. With a thick, outthrust chin, broad, prominent nose, long, coal-black hair drawn into a tight ponytail at the back of his skull, three-day growth of black stubble and bushy mustache, thick-muscled forearms that swung at his sides to reveal the network of old and new scars, dark-knuckled hands that looked like boiled leather, deep-set black eyes smoldered like a carefully controlled forge. This man had inspired a hundred nicknames across Cusca, all of them as infamous as the man himself. "'Commander Rusk,' said Janus, "'thank you for coming.' Terrell struggled to maintain his composure." Rusk stopped before the Grand General and saluted. "'It took you long enough to summon me, Grand General. The news was all over the city by dawn.' "'You will address him as Your Excellency,' Terrell growled through clenched teeth. Rusk turned to face him with a mirthless grin, bearing solid white teeth. "'With all due respect, Tarrell, fuck you!' The man's Jarl's accent added even more harshness to his harsh words. I was commander of the first Black Fury Legion, and bashing in farthy skulls, while Janice Wollstone was a milk-sucking limp-cod lieutenant under General Simon Wollstone, and while you were busy trying to stick your fingers in a coward's hole just to see what a female felt like. The Grand General is my commander, not an excellency. He glanced at Janice and winked. Janice's smile almost broadened, but he suppressed it. 
There was no other man in Cuska with the brass cannonballs to speak like that to the Grand General, and Terrell was just about to hit the ceiling. Terrell's fists went white-knuckled at his sides, and tendons sprung out at his neck. He started to vibrate. And furthermore, Russ continued, poking a heavy callous finger at Terrell's face, the next time any of your men come nosing around the rook's nest, I'm going to send them back without their teeth. You'll have a bunch of pus-faced codsuckers who'll have to live on gruel and water for the rest of their lives. I won't have you spying on me. Terrell sputtered. I don't know what you're talking about. Ha! After we caught them, they came clean soon enough. A few hours of beer and whoring with my lads, and they were like long-lost friends. You never did know how to handle your own men, Terrell. Janice said, And you, Commander Rusk, have never known how to deal with superior officers. I'll brook no more disrespect to the Lord Major General. Rusk growled and stiffened, chomping back his next words. Commander Rusk, you know the situation. My daughter has been taken. We don't know where or by whom. You can well imagine that I want her back. Rusk stood at attention. Of course, Grand General. I would be honored to serve, especially if it gives me and my lads a chance to send some farthy to meet their prophets. Do you have any information? Far less than you, Grand General. Only the usual kind of rumors, nothing real. I will need a full dump of all information at your disposal. Rusk glanced pointedly at Terrell, then back at Janus. And I will need twenty thousand gold sons in advance. Terrell choked. Janice's teeth clenched. He drew back. He kept his voice low and even with effort. That's a year's pay for an entire regiment. You have only twenty men. With all due respect, Your Excellency, on the right terrain, I'll stake my twenty men against two thousand of yours, or against twenty thousand farthy. He was not speaking in hyperbole. He stated it with the same everyday assertion that the sun would come up tomorrow. If your daughter is alive, we will find her and bring her back. If she's dead, we will make the filthy codsuckers wish the horrors who'd spawned them hadn't spread their legs and shat them out. I believe you, Commander Rusk. The Black Furies have made a name for themselves, but such a sum, your excellency, Rusk continued, still standing in attention. Most of the rumors blame the Farthy. Our pursuit might well take us deep into Farther, and we will have to travel in disguise. We need equipment and supplies. Ships willing to sail into Farthy waters with Cuscan goods and passengers are few and expensive. We'll likely have to deal with the free captains, and that's never cheap. This whole incident was too well planned for a few rogues and brigands. If this is a Farthy plot... They'll have left a trail of money, a trail of witnesses, to their deed, and we'll follow that trail all the way back to Al-Zab if we have to. And if we have to burn their city to the ground and gut every priest-king to find her, we will. Terrell cleared his throat and spoke with a voice strained as tight as a bowstring. Your Excellency, you are not. Seriously, Russ growled. Well, I want to hear from an arsehole turtle. I'll eat beans and break wind. Your Excellency, if I may be frank. Janice said, Are you ever anything but? Never, Your Excellency. There is no one in Cuska better suited for this task than me and my lads. The Black Furies are beholden to no great house. My lads come from the armies of every great house. 
They've been sitting around stroking their cod since the shooting stopped. They want to kill Farthy. Alternatively, if those who abducted her are indeed Cuscan, or free cities, or red-waist savages, I'll have no qualms about gutting the bockfuckers as if they were Farthy. We are loyal to Cusca, but not to House Farron, House Macklin, or even House Wollstone. Why, you seditious! Terrell's voice rose. House Wollstone is Cusca, you unwashed jackal! Your Excellency, you would do well to have this creature clapped back in irons. He's not even a true Cuscan. Russ squared to face Terrell. Your Excellency, I've proven that my heart belongs to Cusca with more of my blood spilt on the battlefield than this bog-toad has in his body. And, if I ever hear him speak such things outside this palace, I'll make him eat his own guts. Janus hammered his fist onto the table, making the maps flutter like dry leaves. Enough! Rusk's expression remained calm and steady. Commander Rusk, your insubordination has been your bane since the first day you ever marched a drill. Now clamp your fucking milk hole! A smirk spread across Rusk's face. I see I'm speaking your language now, Janus said. Commander Rusk, you'll have your twenty thousand sons. Rusk stood implacable. Terrell's face grew red as a radish. Your Excellency, you... Janus silenced him with a gesture. But I am the Grand General, and you will obey me. I have one condition of my own. Rusk's eyes narrowed. My son, Javin, will help you. Begging your Excellency's pardon, but that is impossible. Janice's cheeks grew hot and his teeth clenched. Impossible? I can have you clapped in irons and strung up above the city gates before this hour is finished. Begging your Excellency's pardon, but you misunderstand me. My lads are not just the best. My lads are head and shoulders better than the best. And the reason is simple. I push them harder than any soldier has ever been pushed, and they both hate me and love me for it. My men can run for weeks at a time without food, drink their brother's piss, swim across Inanan's belly, and gut the first fifty farthy they meet with a cheese knife. Your son is a respectable, reputable young man, but I don't command respectable, reputable men. He would only slow us down. And even if he could withstand the unpleasantness of the training, when I get through with him, he won't be respectable or reputable any more. No insult intended, Your Excellency. Then you shall train him until he can keep up. He is his own man. He'll do what's right. Rusk held Janice's gaze. Your Excellency, that kind of training takes time, which we do not have. We must be on the heels of your daughter's captors tonight. Then you should begin immediately. Dozens of retarded roustabouts come to me every month thinking they have what it takes to be a black fury. If they pass the tests, I know they at least have enough heart and guts to stand a chance. Five or six men out of a hundred pass the tests. Most give up and go home. But they still have to complete the training to join us. A handful in fifty of those finishes the training. And I end up with lads as tough as boiled boot leather and closer than blood brothers. Commander Rusk, you'll have your twenty thousand gold sons, but you'll test my son. And if he passes those tests, he'll accompany you to find my daughter. Whatever training he needs, whatever training he needs, you'll give him on the way to wherever you're going. I trust you to cut him no slack, yet be fair. Rusk's jaw clenched. This is not negotiable. This is an order. I, Grand General, understood. You are dismissed. 
you'll receive all the information we find. I, Your Excellency. Rusk spun on his heel and stalked back out of the hall the way he had come. Terrell waited for Rusk's back to disappear. Janus, are you mad? Janus silenced him again, taking a kinder tone. I'm well aware of your history with Rusk, but he's right about several things. The Black Furies are the perfect weapon to find Bella and bring her back safely. But will she be safe from them? Janus could not answer that question. And what about Javan? You're not going to send that boy with those scoundrels? Janus nodded. He's only commanded the Blue Dragons for a few months, and I've watched him. I gave him that post to let him recover his wits. I thought he was ready, but I was wrong. The Blue Dragons are some of the toughest men in House Wollstone, and he is not cut to lead them. That might be one reason the kidnappers were able to succeed. Javin doesn't know his men. His infantry unit had some success in those last few engagements before the ceasefire, but it wasn't his leadership. It was the sergeants. He was lucky to survive it. I had hoped the strength of the Blue Dragons would make him a better officer, but he's only grown worse. Janus shook his head. He needs to cut his teeth with a man like Rusk. He's already cut his teeth. As you said, he fought in two major engagements. He's blooded, but not yet seasoned. And he's shaken. If something happens to me, I don't want House Wollstone to fall from grace. There is no one else in our house who can fill this uniform. Terrell stiffened as Janice touched the Grand General epaulette on one shoulder. Terrell was ambitious and clever, but he could not lead a nation or control the other great houses. For House Wollstone to endure, Javin must become a better man than I. Rusk is a foul-mouthed, insubordinate bastard, but he knows well how to mold a band of fighting men and lead them. He has created a special breed of soldier, the likes of which we have never seen. Javin would do well to learn from a man like that. The men who took Bella will not see Rusk coming. He's more like a rabid pit wolf on a chain than a leader of men. What if he fails? My daughter is already gone, might already be dead. We have nothing else to lose now. Rusk and his men are outsiders, like wild pit wolves, as you say. As such, they are unpredictable, vicious, and expendable. If the farthy catch them, we can claim, truthfully, that they are not part of any great house, and thus not Cuscan. They are simply rogues, ruffians. I just need to think about how to break the news to Javin. He won't be pleased. I have little doubt that he's going to hate me for the rest of his days. Thank you for listening to Rogues of the Black Fury by Travis Hearman. If you enjoy the story, don't be shy. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget to go to this podcast's homepage and click the donate button. Give whatever you like, but is $4.99 really too much to ask for this many hours of entertainment? Rogues of the Black Fury is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. I encourage you to copy it and give it away to all your roguish friends. Just don't change it or sell it or the Black Furies will soon be coming after you.